The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. Now, here's health and wellness specialist Leah Brenda Smith. Hello, I am your host, Leah Brenda Smith, and welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio on Voice America Variety and simultaneously being broadcast to the great folks out there at Project Freedom Radio Network. Excited getting out of the starting gate today. We're talking today about identifying your life purpose. So if you're looking for me on the net, you can find me at leahbrendasmith.com or on Facebook at Come Back to Your Senses Radio or my personal Facebook page, Leah Brenda Smith. I'm going to just begin our show today identifying your life purpose with a little quote here by Leo Rostin. He once said that, I think the purpose of life is above all to matter, to count to stand for something, to have made some difference, that you lived it all. And certainly, we've all heard that echoing, actually, throughout our lifetime, people often talking about, you know, that it's important to feel that they have an opportunity to give back or to make a contribution. But what we're going to talk about today really goes beyond that. That is certainly one of the impetuses that has us perhaps want to discover what our life purpose is, but... You know, year by year, more and more people are fascinated with this idea. How can you discover your life purpose? And just uh, through the starting gate here, let's be clear that your life purpose and your job are not necessarily the same thing. Even though there are many people that have been successful and continue to be successful in finding ways to earn a living by incorporating their life purpose into the work that they do. Loosely translated or loosely when we think about it, you could think of your life purpose as the overall reason why you are here. And as we venture into the subject, try to empty your mind of any preconceived ideas that you may have about your life purpose, as well as concerns that you may have that may lead you to think that everyone has a life purpose except you. Now, often when people find their individual answer to the question of why they are here, the energy or the essence of this truth resonates deep within. And as your life purpose becomes clear and apparent to you, your life will naturally flow more smoothly and more powerfully in new directions. 
So there are many ways to both find and then develop your life purpose. Today we're going to explore some straightforward approaches. There are so many simple truths that until really just recent decades had been esoteric, hidden, secret, and just very closely associated with. But yet as the consciousness of humanity has developed, especially since you know the influx of so many spiritual practices and healing arts and natural approaches to well-being that have emerged in the West, there's been an increase in the number of the numbers of people that are consciously choosing to pursue personal and spiritual growth and development. And your life purpose is not something that is generated by your personality or even your human desires, your earthly desires. Your life purpose is an energy that's held by the higher aspects of your being. And that's why meditation and other practices are so vital to growth and development, because they naturally align you with higher aspects of yourself. And it's from this natural alignment that your life purpose can be revealed, or simply just becomes apparent. In his book, The Four Purposes of Life, the author Dan Millman has identified four main purposes of life. And in the first purpose, he speaks about learning life's lessons. Millman sees the universe as a perfect school, and daily life is the classroom. We grow through stretching and challenges. And the specific curriculum in daily life includes subjects on self-worth, discipline, well-being, money, mind, intuition, emotions, courage, knowledge, sexuality, love, relationships, service. And he says that this curriculum tutors us in wisdom and meaning. And then Milman proposes that the second purpose is about finding your career and your calling. Now, for some, career and calling do go together and are the same thing. But for most people, they are separate. One is for your income and one is for your inner fulfillment. Work has meaning when it involves satisfying labor, that's for sure. And making a good income and providing a useful service. And Millman views a career as one that provides a service, regardless of what kind of job. So this is certainly an inspiring way of looking at your work. He suggests that a calling is more of a personal thing, more akin to a compulsion than a choice. And that both career and calling can overlap, but they don't have to. So the third purpose, he suggests, is discovering your path as you make your way towards the peaks of your potential is to determine, he suggests that you determine your birth number, which you can do at his uh, website. Just to be clear, the third purpose is about discovering your path. And he suggests checking out his website www.peacefulwarrior.com so that you can determine your birth number. 
because he's suggesting that this can give you some useful information about your path. Bear in mind that this is not meant to be an in-depth numerological profile. It's just a generic description based solely on your birth date. And when you put your information in, you get a simple paragraph which outlines some of some of the life lessons or themes that you may have identified along the way, or that you may find that it reveals to you areas that you can focus on. And once these challenges are balanced out, then no doubt movement on your life path can take on a new level of ease. And then the fourth purpose is paying attention to the arising moment. So being mindful, living in the now, paying attention to the moment. And certainly most religious or spiritual traditions offer plenty of guidance on this universal spiritual practice. So Millman emphasizes that this is a practice that calls forth all that you have learned on your spiritual journey. So all the things that we do, everything you have lived, where you can implement that is in the successive moments of now. And we, as we have mentioned in other shows, that each moment of now gives you a new opportunity to begin newly or to let go of something that you may be holding or in some way that you may be holding yourself back. So really, your life is lived in the moment. And he suggests, Millman suggests, that the fourth purpose is really paying attention to this arising moment. And I'm just going to share another quote with you here that says, It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for. And if you dream of meeting your heart's longing. And that quote is from Oriah. And I found this interesting collaboration by Christine Goodwin and Ben Rubenstein and Crystal C. that can give you some other types of clues or tips or suggestions on how you can find your life's purpose. They suggest that you make a list of the things that you do for fun or that you really enjoy. Include in the list the parts of your job you really like, the things you volunteer for, sports, the arts, reading, even imagining that you're a billionaire with no worries about money. And how would you choose to spend your time? Then add those things to the list, even if you don't do them right now. And this is a list really of your passions, the things that you love to do, or would simply do for the pleasure that they bring you. Being happy in life makes you feel like you belong on this planet. So you know, we need to keep those things forefront in your mind. Keep your passions forefront in your mind because they are clues to your purpose for sure. And the next thing they suggest is to write down the names of people that you admire and why you admire them. Here's just one example. You might admire Patch Adams for choosing to step out of the traditional role of medicine and creating new ways of healing and connecting with his patients while also having fun. Or you might admire the band Green Day for living out loud and on purpose, creating the music that they love and speaking their minds. 
Or perhaps you admire Oprah Winfrey for choosing to reveal her truth and to encourage others to live from a place of truth. Just name as many as you can think of, and when you're done, then look the list over and know that what you appreciate about others is also right there inside of you. You're attracted to these qualities because they speak to you. And these qualities speak to you because they are a part of your path. So if this was your list, stepping out of the box, telling the truth, and living out loud, what would be the action steps that would take you towards your purpose? These would be the steps that you could take that would move you closer to your purpose. So adopt the things that you admire and let yourself to show up in the world through those actions. Okay, so we made lists of things we did for fun, then to write down the names of people you admire, and now a list of things that you do naturally without even thinking about it. You may want to ask other people for feedback. It's sometimes common for other people to see your talents, see things in you that you don't see in yourself. You know, natural talents may be an eye for detail, a great sense of humor, a nurturing side, the ability to focus intently, or even being playful. You could even consider things that you've done that have uh, gotten you into a little bit of hot water with other people. Because oftentimes, if you turn them around and look at the positive aspect of it, you'll find a gem of a natural talent that you previously hadn't appreciated. And these things, really, these natural things that you do automatically without thinking about it, this is really your area they're suggesting of your own genius. And genius comes easily and profoundly, without needing to expend a lot of energy. As they say, it's as natural as falling off a log. And some people are geniuses at math or music, but there's lots of other types of genius as well. There are genius mothers or teachers, even people that are a genius at listening or at being independent thinkers. We're all meant to use our genius in service of our life purpose. So that's another area that will give you lots of clues of what your life purpose is. So if you look at your passions, look at your actions, and look at your genius list, and then perhaps you want to spend some time each day doing something from one of the lists. Drawing or singing, dancing, telling the truth about something that you've been concealing, even organizing a drawer or a room, or thanking somebody that you've been appreciating silently. Or take a risk and call that guy or that girl that's on your mind. And then notice how you feel. By definition, if you're living your life purpose, then you'll be feeling exhilarated, excited, happy, and alive. And if you're not feeling these things, then go back to your lists and see if there's anything you forgot to write down 
or do something on your list that you've been avoiding because it's so scary. Feel your fear and then just do it anyway. It's normal and natural to feel scared when stepping into your life purpose. Fritz Perl says that fear is really just excitement without the breath. Fear is really just excitement without the breath. So keep breathing and take the next step. It's certainly worth doing because you're probably going to feel a little scared doing it. But just think of the fear as the energy that you need to take the next step. So all of these suggestions are easy enough to follow and really point us in the direction for recognizing that our life has likely been surrounded by the essence and the energy of our life purpose always. It contains the things you naturally gravitate towards, your passions, the values that you admire in others, and then the way that you naturally feel inclined to share with others. You know, I remember being drawn to Florence Nightingale as a child. And I guess in her, I recognized my own natural inclination in life as a caregiver, as a teacher, and as an advocate. You know, throughout my whole adult life, I've advocated for various vulnerable populations, children, disabled, seniors, and certainly shared so much with spiritual seekers. So in my young years, I was drawn to that idea of Florence Nightingale, that caring, compassionate, nurturing person. And you may find if you took a moment or two, you would find it very easy to find the things that you have a natural inclination towards yourself. You know, Rumi tells us to let yourself be silently drawn by the stronger pull of what you really love. Let yourself be silently drawn by the stronger pull of what you love. And then in a book, in a book, the book The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, he tells us that in order to awaken to your life purpose, you have to be ready for a change. Are ready for a change in the state of your consciousness. Now you may wonder how to know when that time comes. Well, we've all been through stages in life when we know we are not only ready for a change, but that we really need a change. Perhaps it's time when life has in ways become stagnant, or maybe when you're not moving forward. You may feel that what you're doing no longer has meaning for you, or it may seem as if you're merely going through the motions and not connected with your own life. Awakening to your life's purpose, you have to be ready for a change in the state of your own consciousness. You know, I often describe this feeling like uh, when you know you're ready for change, like when I'm spinning my wheels in the dirt, not going forward, not going backwards, just spinning my wheels. And that's the time to look for that directing sign or that reflecting sign. 
and just let it shine within your mind. Because that's what will show you your true colors. Looking inside, what's true? What's rising to the surface of yourself? Now, during times like this, the most common question that people ask is, "Mm, what should I do with my life? And this can be one of the most critical, yet also one of the most difficult questions for people to ponder as they come up with a true answer, because oftentimes I think that people think it's some... Uh, something that is far and out of reach, something that is too mystical for us to be able to grasp. But it can be very practical, and as we have already mentioned in these simple ways of determining your passions, determining what draws you, what you're attracted to, what you admire in others, what your values are, that those are really the keys to your own kingdom, of your own life purpose. So let's explore some suggestions from people who have successfully answered the question for themselves and are living proof of the natural outcome of living your true colors and letting your light shine and really pursuing your dreams and allowing yourself to impact the world with your own energy signature, you know, your own essence to contribute that to the mix of what everyone else is contributing, to contribute your own individual life purpose. Here are some suggestions um, from an article of how to open yourself to your life purpose from the O magazine. The first one is to listen to your inner voice. Listen to your inner voice. And now this can take practice to hear your own true desires. But your passion will often come as a whisper or even serendipitously. You know, events that remind you of what's important and what makes you happy. This is similar to what's meant by trusting your gut or listening to your intuition. Award-winning actress Sissy Spacek has attributed her success to an experience that she had as a young girl while attending a school performance at a neighboring school. Upon seeing a group of girls dancing on the stage, twirling their batons and marching in line, Sissy thought to herself, I could do that. Everyone has an inner voice. You just have to listen to it and trust it in order to be led by it. Sissy says, and she says that I did that, and it gave me the ability to live a life that's true to who I am and what I really wanted. And next, the next idea is about recognizing crisis, and then also being able to recognize what makes you happy. You know, does your job feel like a grind? Do you spend most of your free time on something that you love? Or are you spending your free time recovering from the job you are doing so that you can get up the next day and do it all over again? I certainly went through a cycle like that until I realized that I needed to take, really to make it my business to have fun and really enjoy myself when I wasn't working. 
Because really, without that focus, I was just living to serve my job and then recuperating so that I could live to serve my job again. But take an opportunity to appraise your happiness. Because one of the keys to living a purposeful life is recognizing when you're unfulfilled. Debrina Jackson Gandhi is an author and success coach, and she recommends that people ask themselves one question. What brings you joy? And she goes on to say that often participants at her lectures are unable to find the answer because the joy has been displaced by work, family, and day-to-day demands. Debrina recommends that people set aside set aside some time to write, to write out at least three things that have brought them joy, and be specific. Then after a few days, she challenges people to ask themselves, well, what is keeping you from joy? And to identify ways to invest in that happiness and make small but immediate changes. And the next idea is really to dwell in possibilities. Your passions can lead you in a lot of different directions to find fulfillment. So explore your life and discover the things that bring you joy. Now as a first step in this area, life coach Cheryl Richardson advises that you take better care of yourself by nurturing your body and your mind with exercise, meditation, and eating well. Then she suggests being mindful when something excites you or when something frustrates you. For example, if you read a story in a newspaper that inspires you, then take note of it. That story might lead you to your passion. Or perhaps reading something that frustrates you could lead you to focusing some energy on a cause that you feel is important for you to support because it matches your value and you just know, oh yeah, that's where I want to put my energy. And here's just a few questions really for you to ponder in that regard. What interest, passion, or desire are you most afraid of admitting to yourself and others? What do you love about yourself? Who do you know that's doing something that you'd like to do? And then describe yourself doing it. How could you make the world a better place for yourself and for others? And what's stopping you from moving forward with exploring your passion? You know, the answer to any one of these questions can certainly lead you in the right direction towards a more purposeful approach to your own life. And then the next idea, I love this one. It says, tune out the voice of the world. Make the strongest voice in your life your own. That reminds me of the previous show on self-care when I suggested that we make sure that we include ourselves 
in the self-care equation. You have to include yourself. So finding your purpose could mean going against the advice of close friends and family. Be willing to take a leap of faith and trust in your dreams. Make the strongest voice in your life your own voice. Martha Beck calls this the trust-o-meter. The voice inside of you that has been with you since you were born, but is programmed by outside influences. Perhaps it's a good idea for us to check in often. Check in with yourself to ensure that your trustometer is really working well on your own behalf and not just serving serving that which is programmed into you by others. So make the strongest voice in your life your own. And then decide what kind of person you want to be. So rather than concentrating on what you want to do, think in terms of what kind of person you want to be. And let that guide your choices. I found this a very useful approach in changing old, outmoded behavior patterns. I ask myself, okay, who is it that I want to be? Or is this how I want to participate in this relationship? Sometimes just saying this, just saying this out loud, just saying this is not who I want to be, and declaring it to myself or to another person can be really helpful. Or if you find yourself reacting in a certain way in a situation, ask yourself, is this the way I want to participate in this? And it brings you mindful, it brings you into the moment and gives you Really, it gives you an, an opportunity to begin newly and to make a new way, to really, really a, a moment of empowerment for self-change. You know, Oprah says that life isn't just about what you have, what you can have, she says. It's not just about what you can have. It's about what you have to give and what kind of person do you want to be. It's good for us to remember, you know, that who you are is your true contribution in life, not what you do. We get so focused on what it is that people do for a living, but really it's who you are is your contribution. We are human beings, not human doings. And you'll notice that with certain people in your life. Just the feeling that you have when they're around, just their essence and how you feel, how that makes you feel, gives you the good indication that really it's about who people are, not about what they do. So remember that, your contribution is who you are, not what you do. And living with integrity is a good starting point. Because that's reflected in every aspect of our daily life. The way you express yourself in thought, speech, and action. In your relationship with yourself, with your loved ones, and with the world at large. Cheryl Richardson suggests making an absolute integrity list, which includes making three promises to yourself that will help you resolve or restore your integrity. 
So once you have determined that, then you can make your own vision statement to clarify what's most important to you and to the person that you want to become. Then ask yourself, in which aspects of your life could you be more truthful? In which aspects of your life could you be more truthful? Now, clearly the benefits of an increase in personal integrity will not only move you closer to determining your life purpose, it will bring you into the arena of your authentic self, which is really the key to lasting fulfillment and is honestly the natural progression and direction of our global purpose and the divine purpose of, really the divine purpose for humanity and for the earth. And next, really, find, find a profession that you love. Bring your heart to your work. It takes passion and courage to find a profession that you love, but taking the time to discover that job is certainly time that's really well spent. And it could make all the difference in your life. If you don't think that you're doing the job that you're born to do, then there's no time, like the present, to really investigate. Investigate. How could this be different? There's lots of resources. Here's just a couple of them. One is a a book called Eight True Stories from Women Who Switched Careers Midstream and Found Their Wildest Dreams Realized. Another is Tamara Monosoff, author of Secrets of Millionaire Moms, and she shares three one-page business plans to help bring your ideas to life. And then if you're not really sure where to start, you could check out Master Career Consultant Marcus Buckingham's printable worksheet to identify your strengths and help you find meaning in your work. And then we need to trust transformation. You know, hard times are a natural part of life. And don't be afraid to change because of your experiences. Instead, let your experiences shape and steer your course. Embrace the change, no matter what it is. And once you do, you can learn about the new world that you're in and take advantage of it. You still bring to mind and bring with you in your all of your prior experience, but you're moving to another level, and it can be very liberating to really let ourselves trust transformation and go with these natural cycles as we grow and mature and change, and then have no regrets. You know, according to the experts, It's easy to regret the time you spent being unhappy or unfulfilled. But realize that during that time, you develop the skills you need to succeed. Martha Beck, she has ideas of steps you can take to live without regret. And they include letting go, learning to compartmentalize certain feelings, and even reclaiming your dreams. And Martha suggests that thinking of regret as a tool rather than as an uncomfortable reminder of past mistakes. So if you've grieved your losses, 
reclaimed your dreams and articulated your anger, well, then regret will have made you the right kind of tough and tender, the right dauntness of spirit, the right soft of heart, and convinced by experience that nothing based on fear, but everything based on love, is worth doing. Martha says that living this way doesn't guarantee an easy life. In fact, she says it'll probably take you on a wild and wondrous ride. But she definitely promises that you won't regret it. So have no regrets. Use your experiences to help you, to teach you, to learn and to let go and to move forward. And then obviously we need to take take that first step. Because destiny can't help you until you're willing to step out of your comfort zone. So get prepared to make changes in your life and, and then start making them. It takes courage to even think about changing your life, much less put it all into an action plan. But Dr. Robert Holden has dedicated his life to studying the pursuit of happiness, and he says that most people struggle to overcome destination addiction which he defines as not living in the moment. Remember, life is the journey, not the destination. So bringing your focus to living in the moment is the place where you'll discover your true colors and the things that really are the most important to you. The way you live your life and how you want to take the talents that you have been given and share those gifts in the world and then the last suggestion here in this section is really about being patient. Being patient. Be in the practice of patience. Finding your purpose. Finding your true life purpose won't necessarily happen overnight. In every life, there's a fast road and a slow road. And most of us take the slow road. So just keep your commitment and take the small steps to make it happen. And here's a quote from Bishop T.D. Jakes. He says, if you can't figure out your purpose, figure out your passion. For your passion will lead you right into your purpose. And then I came across this uh I think it's fantastic. It's a fantastic how to discover your life purpose in about 20 minutes. And it's put together by a fellow named Steve Pavlina. And I'm going to share it with you and then you can take the time to do this. And he says, even if you're a person who doesn't believe that you have a purpose and that life has no meaning, it doesn't matter. You know, not believing that you have a purpose won't prevent you from discovering it, just as a lack of belief in gravity won't prevent you from falling. So all, all that a lack of belief will do is just, just the process will take longer for you. He shares this little story, he says, about Bruce Lee, which really gives a good foundation for this little exercise that he has put together. You know, a master martial artist asked Bruce to teach him everything, teach him everything that he knew about martial arts. 
and Bruce held up two cups. Both were filled with liquid. The first cup, said Bruce, represents all of your knowledge about martial arts. The second cup represents all of my knowledge about martial arts. So if you want to fill your cup with my knowledge, you must first empty your cup of your knowledge. So if you want to discover your true purpose in life, then obviously you must first empty your mind of all the false purposes that you've been taught, including the idea that you have no purpose at all. There's so many ways to discover your purpose, and some of them are fairly involved. But this 20-minute 20-minute approach is so simple. And the more you're open to the process and the more you expect it to work, then the faster it'll work for you. But not being open to it or having doubts about it won't prevent it from working as long as you stick with it. So here's this simple approach. Simple, simple, simple approach. Here's what you do. You know, you can use a blank sheet of paper, a journal, a notebook, or a computer, a tablet, whatever it is you like to write on. And then right at the top of the page, write, what is my true purpose in life? And then write an answer. Write any answer, anything that pops into your head. It doesn't even have to be a complete sentence. Even a short phrase is fine or just a couple of words. And the idea of this then is to just keep repeating step number three. And Steve says until the answer, until you come up with the answer that makes you cry, the answer that moves you deeply in your being. So again, how simple is this? Right at the top of the page, what is my true purpose in life? And then write an answer. Whatever it is that comes into your head. It doesn't have to be a complete sentence or a complete thought. Doesn't even matter if you spell all the words wrong. A short phrase or even just a couple of words is just fine. And then you're going to just keep repeating that step. Just keep writing an answer. And when you write that answer, then write another answer and another answer. And as he says, when you come up with something that moves you so deeply in your being, then you'll know, he says, this is your purpose. And that's how simple it can be. He's suggesting it doesn't matter if you're a counselor or an engineer or a bodybuilder. Now, for some people, he says, this exercise will make perfect sense, and for other people, maybe not so much. It can take 15 to 20 minutes to clear your head of all the clutter, you know, the social conditioning about what you think your purpose in life is. And the false answers will come from your mind and your memories. That's natural. The process is designed to do that. But when the true answer finally arrives, it will feel like it's coming to you from a different source entirely. Now, for some that may be newer on their journey, it may take a little longer to get all the false answers out. But if you persist and just keep writing, just keep writing your answers down, you'll be struck 
you'll be struck by the answer that causes you to surge with emotion. The answer, you know, the one that really, really, really hits home. Then you'll know you're on the right track. And as you go through the process, some of your answers will be very similar. You may even relist previous answers. That's fine. Just keep going. Just keep going. And you might even find yourself heading off in new directions and generating answers along some other type of theme. Or maybe writing answers that are, have similar themes, but as you continue writing, you're just refining it and defining it more. So just list whatever answer pops into your head and just keep writing. And then he says that at some point during the process, perhaps it's after 50 or 100 answers or things you've written out, you may be tempted to quit because you can't imagine it all coming together. Or you may feel the urge to get up and do something else, and that also is normal. So just push past the resistance and just keep writing. The feeling of resistance will eventually pass. You may also discover a few answers that seem to give you a mini surge of emotion, but they don't quite move you to your core. So you know, you know they may just be a bit off, but you'll know that you're on the right track. So highlight those answers as you go along. So you can come back to them even after you finish the process, you can come back to them to generate new new variations. Because each thing you write is going to reflect a piece of your purpose. But individually, they're incomplete. So when you start to get these kinds of answers that are really starting to move you inside, it means that you're on the right track. So just keep going, just keep going. Obviously, this is a great exercise to do alone and with no interruptions. And if you're a pessimist, then feel free to start with the answer, I don't have a purpose, or life is meaningless, and take it from there. If you keep at it, you'll eventually come together with your truth. Just keep at it. You know, Steve uh, recounts his experience of, of doing the exercise, and he says that when he did the exercise, it took, it took him about 25 minutes. He said, I reached my final answer at step 106. So he wrote down 106, did step 3 106 times, answering the question, what is my life purpose? And then partial pieces of the answer Mini surges appeared at step 17 and 39 and 53. And then the bulk of it fell into place and was refined through steps 100 to 106. I felt the feeling of resistance, wanting to get up and do something else, expecting the process to fail, feeling very impatient and even irritated around steps 55 and 60. And at step 80, I took a two-minute break to close my eyes, relax, clear my mind, and to focus on the intention for the answer to come to me. This was very helpful. 
as the answers that I received after this break began to have even greater clarity. So this is good. His description is really giving us that idea uh, that it is a process. You can see, think of it as an unwinding or really as a delving into something that is there inside of you. It's always there. It's always been there inside of you. It's just that this little exercise is giving you the opportunity to go to the place where this is so that it can be revealed to you. Just keep answering the question. And then here's, I'm going to share with you uh, what Steve's final answer was to this question. He says, his answer to the question, what is my life purpose, is to live consciously and courageously. To resonate with love and compassion. To awaken the great spirits within others and to leave this world in peace. So that was his answer to this question when he did the process. And when you find your own unique answer to the question of why you're here, you'll feel it. You'll feel it resonate within you deeply. The the words really will seem to have a special energy to you, and, and you'll feel that that You'll feel the energy of the words whenever it is that you read the words. I encourage you to try this exercise. It is the simplest, most straightforward approach that I have found on how it is that you can discover your life purpose. So we notice that it wasn't about, you know, a job doing this or a job doing that. We tend to think of, we tend to want to translate things into that type of an idea. But you think of your purpose really as the context of your life and that the the things that you do as the content. Or you could think of your life purpose as the what's true in terms of who you are at the level of your being and then your actions are at the level of what you do. Because if you look at that, to live consciously and courageously, to resonate with love and compassion, to awaken the great spirits within others and to leave the world in peace. There are an infinite number of possibilities of things that you could do where you would be expressing that life purpose. And so here's my here's my life purpose that I came up with. It is a work in progress, which we all are, isn't that wonderful? But what I came up with is to live open-heartedly and radiate light. To reseed the planet with unconditional love and see the beloved in others. To trust in and follow my creative bliss and to adopt discipline as my path to personal freedom. So to live open-heartedly and radiate light, to receive the planet with unconditional love, to see the beloved in others, to trust and follow my creative bliss, and to adopt discipline as my path to personal freedom. Again, in the life purpose that I wrote out, 
it's easy to see that that's the context, that's the essence, and that there are an infinite number of possibilities of things that I could do that would be in alignment with this life purpose and ways that I could be sharing in the world. So from a place of relaxation and connection to your true self, the essence of your life purpose is always being revealed to you in the way you feel about things and what you are attracted to and in the way that you share yourself with others and with the world at large. So I really encourage you, that's a fantastic little exercise that uh, that Steve has offered to us, and I encourage you to try it for yourself. And even, listen, even if you have to have a couple of goes at it, even if you start it and do it and do it and then feel like you're not quite, you want to do it some more, then you can go back to it another day. It's not a rule of how you have to do it, it's a guide. So it's good to remember that we sometimes limit ourselves by thinking that we need to do something exact. So for me, that is certainly part of uh, following my creative bliss. To take something, to take good ideas, to receive things that people offer, and then to find ways to incorporate that within yourself so that it works for you, not that you work for it. So really, in closing, here are just some general statements from Abraham Hicks that can help you to stay on track with your true essence and live the purposeful life that you came here to live. Not solely for you to share with others and make a contribution, but to relax and enjoy yourself in the process. We often drop that piece out of the equation. Uh, I certainly noticed that it's good to be reminded from time to time. So the first thing on the list from Abraham Hicks is to play. I suppose all of us could up the ante on that and have more time to play, or even to remember that it's okay to play. The second is to go outside. Let yourself enjoy the outdoors. Move your body. You don't have to think of it as exercise. You can just think of it as moving your body. Drink more water. After all, we're about, oh, 70 to 90 percent water. So the more water we drink, the more we are suspended in the truth of who we are in our cells. Our cells need that water. Have regular times when you quieten your mind. That's the time when you can hear what your truth is. Take time to be still. List positive things in your life so that we keep ourselves attracting that which is positive and good and true. Appreciate, appreciate, appreciate yourself, others, what you have, what you know, how you feel. All that is given to us by the grace of the Great Spirit. And then the last suggestion is to give yourself a break. And I know that some of us um, are not good in this department. So regular times for play, going outside, moving your body, drinking more water, regular times to quiet your mind, listing positive things or talking about positive things, appreciating yourself and others. Appreciate, appreciate, and give yourself a break. And I promise all of these 
will naturally lead you in the direction of your life purpose. It's been a great pleasure to share this information with you today. I am your ever-grateful host, Leah Brenda-Smith, and I thank you for listening to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. And until next time, I encourage you to relax and enjoy life. We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.